Hello, this is the Talking Michigan Transportation Podcast. I'm Jeff Cranson, Director of Communications at the Michigan Department of Transportation. The Mackinac Bridge Walk is a tradition in Michigan dating back to 1958, when the bridge was first dedicated. Over the years, thousands of people have walked the length of the spectacular span that links our state's pleasant peninsulas. In 2020, because of the pandemic, the walk had to be canceled for the first time in history. But we're pleased to renew this event this year. Here to talk about this year's walk is James Lake, who is a veteran media relations specialist at MDOT, and he has the North Region, which is much of the northern area of the Lower Peninsula, and his duties also include working on communications and media relations for the Mackinac Bridge Authority. So, James, thanks for taking time to talk about this. Uh, the walk is back on after a year's hiatus. Um, what do people need to know? Well, I, I think it can be summed up in, in, in two, two main points. One is, if you're traveling that day, you need to be aware that the Mackinac Bridge is going to be closed from 6.30 a.m. to noon. Uh, there won't be any vehicle traffic allowed across the bridge. So we're encouraging people to make their travel plans around that schedule. Uh, the second point is, uh, you know, since 2018, we've allowed walkers to start from both ends of the bridge. Um, but, but we've got that hard window. You know, we're, we're going to reopen the bridge at noon. And so we need to make sure that people are on the side of the bridge that they intend to return to by 10 a.m. You know, they have the option to walk part, part way across the bridge, halfway across and turn back, all the way across, all the way across and back. So lots of options, but that, that main point is, remember to be on the side of the bridge where your car is at 10 a.m. So let's go back to that first point for a minute. What has, uh, and I mean, obviously we've done a lot, but talk about what we've done over the last few years to make sure that people, members of the public who aren't participating in the bridge but are traveling that day, uh, you know, north or south, are aware that the bridge is closed. Yeah, prior to 2017, uh, half of the bridge remained open during the bridge walk, uh, that, that western side. And so north and southbound traffic was, was allowed. But starting in 2017, uh, you know, based on the recommendations of MSP and uh, Homeland Security, it was decided we can't can't continue that with vehicle traffic. And so um, now all of a sudden people couldn't be traveling in that window. And even when they could, there were huge backups, miles long backups on US-2 and, and I-75 of people waiting to cross the bridge. And so we really didn't want that to happen. And so starting that year, we, we launched a, a pretty broad campaign to reach as many people as we could. And it's things like using Twitter, Facebook, other social media, putting out news releases. Uh, one of the key components was posting messaging on our dynamic message signs throughout the state, letting people know that the bridge was going to be closed in that window, 6.30 a.m. to noon. That now reached a lot of people. Now I have to treat you like an engineer. Explain what the dynamic message signs are. Yeah, those are those are those large uh, freeway uh, signs uh, that that have changeable, uh, you know, letters and and numbers. 
Um, we've we've got a network of them throughout the state, and they're they're typically employed for travel information, like travel times, things like that. Uh, people would would definitely know them if they saw them. And you know, because of the way we inundated that at state parks and other places, and on the message boards, I know a friend of mine a couple of years ago said. I can't go anywhere without hearing that the bridge is going to be closed. Isn't that overkill? And I said, yes. Yep, absolutely. That is the idea is to, to make it uh, almost impossible for people to not know that the bridge is going to be closed for those times. And it's been and make it good, successful. It has been. Yeah, uh, we we thought uh, we'd still have some backups. Uh, but then in 2017, uh, those those backups did not materialize. And, and we. We followed the same formula, I guess, for getting the word out in 2018, 2019. And uh, again, uh, we didn't have backups. And so that we hope, uh, you know, with a one year hiatus uh, in, in 2020, that people haven't forgotten that. You know, we've, we've spent all summer uh, reiterating those messages about the closure. Um, and, and we're hoping that, uh, that even if there's new participants, new travelers that day, they've they've heard the message. Well, we know, uh, in fact, I think there were stories this week in various media outlets leading into Labor Day weekend about the travel uh, up north, um, that term we use in Michigan, however you define it, but it definitely includes the Upper Peninsula. We know that the visits to the various attractions, uh, the state parks, everything have, have been on the rise. So that probably goes to that concern about how many people might be trying to make their way home on Monday. Right. And, and there are a lot of veteran travelers, you know, who have owned recreational vehicles and boats for, for years and years and have made travel across the bridge part of their Labor Day plans. But we also know uh, from other, other news reports that uh, people are buying RVs like they hadn't before and, and new boats and, and more recreational equipment. So there may be some relatively new Labor Day north of the bridge travelers that uh, haven't experienced uh, the, the bridge walk closure before. So but they're sure going to find out on their way up. They are. They, they are. Yeah. Part of, part of what we're doing this week is uh, handing out some some small flyers to people that are headed north through the toll booths, uh, letting them know uh, again about the closure. And, uh, you know, if, if they plan to participate in the walk, letting them know uh, the, the basics of that as well. And we should again give a big thanks to our friends at the DNR who have been very helpful in sharing the message. Definitely in the Department of State, Secretary of State, they've been helping us uh, get the word out as well. Stay with us. We'll have more on the other side of this important message. Avoid the wait and remember the Mackinac Bridge is closed to traffic Labor Day for the annual bridge walk starting at 6.30 a.m. Spend some extra time in the UP or take your time heading north since the bridge won't reopen to traffic until noon to allow walkers to clear the bridge. For more information, head to MackinawBridge.org walk. Talk a little more detail, I guess, about, you know, how important it is to to find a way to continue this tradition. I mean, there were there were discussions, everything back in leading up to the 2017 changes of, you know, doing away with the walk once and forever because of homeland security and police concerns about terrorist attacks around the world involving, you know, vehicle and, and people, uh, vehicles and people. And, and then 
there was, you know, debate of, well, do we just start it on one side and shorten the time? And, you know, I think one of the one of the employees at the Mackinac Bridge Authority actually had the very creative idea to do this, you know, kind of halfway thing. You can go from either side and still get that best view from the, you know, kind of the apex of, of the bridge and see see that gorgeous sunrise on Lake Huron and still get back to your vehicle. Um, I, I think we settled in a good place, but what does it mean? I mean, what have you found out over the years living in northern Michigan, what it means to the to the people and businesses in Mackinac City and St. Ignace? Yeah, well, the, the word that springs to mind and the one that I use most often when I'm describing the event is beloved. It, it is a beloved event. I, people all across the state, even people who don't participate, haven't participated, I think they feel this this sense of connection to an event. Uh, you know, the, the bridge is symbolic in so many ways, uh, you know, joining uh, the, the two parts of Michigan together uh, and, and, and connecting us for travel and, and uh, recreation, uh, commercial uh, travel and, and traffic as well. Um, and, and I know from, from hearing uh, from businesses in the Straits area, this is a huge event. Uh, summertime tourism in northern Michigan is is kind of make or break for a lot of these businesses. If if they uh, if they can't uh, make their money in those summer months, uh, they they struggle. And and big events like the the annual bridge walk bring a lot of people to the Straits area, fill a lot of hotel rooms, fill a lot of restaurants. Uh, they they're buying gasoline at the, the gas station. So they, they look forward to this uh, really boosting their bottom line. I think going to what you're, you said about the iconic nature of the bridge and the pride that people have in it and people feel rightly in Michigan like it's like it's their bridge. You know, it belongs to to all of us. And it's 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 not only the, the symbolism of linking the two peninsulas, but the you know, the, the sheer ambition that went into building it and to think it could be done in the Straits. And and it's a symbol of when we used to do big things in infrastructure and, you know, the iron workers. I remember, you know, when one year at the Grand Rapids Press, we sent an iron worker up there for, uh, I think it was the, then it would have been 97. So it was the 40th anniversary. And the guy was in his 70s. He lived in White Cloud and he had no problem going right to the top you know, walking around up there and, and remembering what it was like to build it. I mean, just just incredible pride. Yes, absolutely. And and, and I think think the people that walk the bridge on that day form a deeper deeper connection with the structure itself. I mean, it's one thing to drive across it, um, and it's spectacular. Certainly, all, always uh, impressive views. But but to put your feet on the deck of the Mackinac Bridge and walk uh, beneath the towers and the cables is, is something else entirely. Um, and, and really the year after year when I'm there, uh, the people's faces as they're crossing the bridge, they're, they're just smiling ear to ear, they love it. Uh, it it's just a wonderful experience. And, and a lot of people, uh, they schedule their, their vacation plans ar around the Mackinac Bridge Walk. Yeah, and that's what the people in the Straits wanna hear. Yes. Well, thanks, James. Uh, I'm looking forward to walking it again this year and uh, seeing you on the south side when we finish up and uh, appreciate all of your work that you do corralling media and helping to get the word out about this. 
Yeah, it's my pleasure. Great, great event to be to be a part of. Thank you again for listening to this week's edition of the Talking Michigan Transportation Podcast. I would like to thank Randy Dubler and Corey Petey for engineering this week's podcast. To subscribe to show notes and more, go to Apple Podcasts and search for Talking Michigan Transportation.